0: Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. We do a live stream each and every week. Based on the feedback of agents in the Facebook group, from the podcast, and people that I just talked to on a weekly basis. And we try to deliver topics based on your suggestions and just really things that we think that you know people need to know or is kind of top of mind. And so today we're going to be doing a topic really based on a lot of the conversations that I've been having recently with agents that are considering joining the inner circle. I do a call every Wednesday at 1030 with people who are considering joining the inner circle. And we talk through different investing strategies. We talk about where they're at, where they want to go and how to bridge the gap. And if you ever want to jump on a call with me, if you're thinking about joining the inner circle, or just want to get kind of a free one-on-one you know, consultation with me, You can do that by going to www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. Having said that, I talk to a lot of different agents every week that are considering joining the inner circle. One thing that pops up all the time that's really making me lead this conversation today, agents, that say to me that they're not ready to invest yet. They're concerned that if they... Make time for investing is going to hurt their sales. You know, one of the biggest premises that I have with agent investor is the combination of the two. The combination of being an agent and an investor at the same time is really extremely powerful. And it's all based on the premise that being an agent investor means that you're building a seller based business. It means that. While you may be working with buyers on deals, while you may be still taking buyer referrals, and while you still may have a buyer business, your main focus is obtaining seller appointments. And the reason that we're so focused on getting seller appointments is because the whole agent investor model is based on getting a face-to-face seller appointment and having both the option of giving them a cash offer and potentially listing the property and depending on who the seller is and their needs. If they're thinking about selling their house, they've got two great options, right? They can take a quick cash offer, no contingencies, easy. They don't even have to clean out their house or they could, you know, try to get the most amount of money for their home. Maybe make some repairs, deal with some inspection items, have a little bit more hassle and headache, but potentially get more money why I think it's so important that real estate agents in 2023 build a seller based business. And this goes for every agent. I don't even care. Like if you just are kind of thinking like, maybe I want to invest, but you know, I'm not focused on investing. This is still extremely relevant. I believe in 2023, those that have a buyer based business are at risk more than ever are potentially getting knocked out of the business. And I'm going to tell you why in a few minutes. But essentially, long story short, I believe in 2023, even if you're you're an agent who doesn't even care about investing, I think you need to build a seller-based business. And I've, I've kind of written down some bullet points that I want to talk about today. Why do I believe that real estate agents in 2023, not that they should build a seller-based business, but that they need to to survive? So we've talked a lot about the MLS pin settlement and how that may potentially impact the real estate world. We now know that it is extremely likely that within the next few months that there will no longer be a requirement to offer buyer side compensation in the multiple listing service. And I did a whole presentation with Jason Goldfarb, who's in my office, a top producer, and Chris Martin, who's my team leader, about how we think that may impact the business. Now, a, a fair warning, nobody knows for sure how that MLS PIN settlement and how the fact that you no longer need to put a buyer side commission into the MLS PIN may impact the business. But we do know this, there is potential that buyer agents are going to need to get paid from the buyers directly. If that happens, it is very likely that buyer agents will end up making less money. Okay. Not a guarantee. And there are so many things that could happen related to this MLS pin settlement. All I know is that if I'm given a choice and I'm a real estate agent in 2023, And I can choose to spend my time going out prospecting for buyers or spending my time prospecting for sellers. It's a no-brainer because the seller side, we know what's going to happen with the seller side, right? There are no changes on the horizon for the seller side part of the business. We do know that there are changes coming. We don't know exactly what the changes are, but we do know changes are coming with the buyer side. So, you know, I look at investing. I look at business, you know, first, all about risk. So I'm going to say, I'm going to focus definitely on sellers. The other reason why I would be focusing on sellers and not buyers, and some of these things are going to be obvious, by the way. Some of these things you're going to say, duh, I know this already, but I I just want to be clear why I'm so serious about pushing agents, both in my office and people that will listen to me outside of my office to a seller side business. The second reason is that there's no inventory out there. No inventory out there really in any market. And I don't have to tell you if you're an agent that's full-time or even a part-time agent, finding a buyer home in today's market is not easy, right? And you can be totally qualified. You can bid the asking price. You can do everything that you want to do to try to get a house and you may still not get a house, right? So you could have a ready, willing, and able buyer and still not make money. The third reason is that even if, you have a ready, willing, and able buyer. And even if they put a property under contract, your dollar per hour is almost always lower. You're almost always, if you track your hours, gonna spend more time working with buyers than working with sellers, okay? So literally, if you're just you know, putting them up on the board and say, hey, how many hours did I spend with a buyer getting a deal done? And how many hours did I spend with um, a listing getting that, that deal done? You're going to spend less hours getting the listing done. Therefore, your dollar per hour is going to be higher. And oh, by the way, in a lot of cases, if you're obtaining a 5% listing, a lot of agents are offering up 2%. Therefore, they're actually making more money and working less time. So the dollar per hour is almost always going to be bigger on the listing side. Another main reason to work and build a seller-based business is that building a buyer-based business is almost impossible to systematize much harder to systematize. While working a seller-based business is very easy to systematize. What do I mean by systematize? Well, if you think about the actual things that you do on the listing side of the business, the seller side of the business, typically, no matter how big your company is, at at the listing side of the business, you're probably going to be the one going out on the appointment meeting with that seller because that's one of the highest and best uses of your time. But after that initial meeting, a lot of the other pieces of that transaction can be done by a virtual assistant, by an admin, by a buyer's agent, whether it be getting the listing into the multiple listing service, whether it be fielding the calls from other agents, whether it be hosting the open house, whether it be um, so many other components of that transaction. The listing side of the business, outside of probably meeting with the seller in their living room and negotiating the, the offers, all of the rest of the things are transactional things that can be systematized. Whereas on the buyer side, it's very difficult to hand off a buyer lead for so many different reasons, right? Buyer, buyer, um, you know, when you work with buyers, you're actually seeing them face to face a lot. So if you're trying to hand off a buyer to somebody else, a lot of buyers don't want that. And at every point kind of along the way even even so it's even just harder just to hand off something to somebody else and whatever you're handing off on the buyer side most of it's going to be work that needs to be done by a licensed agent so it's just so much easier to scale than anything else the other reason why you want to run a listing based business is just the it's just the secondary transaction component of it so you take a listing you put a sign in the ground you're gonna get calls on that sign. You put a listing in the in on the MLS, and you're gonna have an open house and you're gonna get unrepresented buyers that walk through that door. Most super successful agents will tell you that for every listing you get, you should get another piece of business from that listing. Whereas again, on the buyer side, that's not necessarily the case. Also, on the listing side of the business, you also have the opportunity to earn both sides of the commission in some cases, right? When you're working with a buyer and you're making an offer on the home, there is a 0% chance that you're going to get the listing portion of that commission. But when you take a listing, there is a chance in some cases that you're going to get both sides of the commission. And when I was an active selling agent, maybe that would happen to me one out of every 10 times. But again, just more reasons why your dollar per hour is higher on the seller side. Okay. We talked about the scalability, you know, also the ability kind of like build a team. So it's very difficult to build like a buyer, you know, buyer-based team where you're still making money. But it is very easy for you to have a small team where you're basically the listing agent. Then you generate transactions or or leads from your listings, whether that be sign calls or Facebook ads or open houses. And then you're able to hand off those leads to other people who are on your team. Another reason why basically, you know, working sellers is, and working the cash offer component of this business is so important is a lot of people struggle to get face-to-face seller appointments. I mean, it's the biggest reason why most people don't have a seller-based business is because it in general is a little bit easier to get, find a buyer than it is to find a seller. But where this kind of changes and and where what we've taught and what we've done in practice in our market and in other markets, by the way, that's proven to be so effective is rather than basically going out there and calling or door knocking or sending a letter basically saying, hey, I'm an agent. Let me tell you the value of your house. If you're using a cash offer call to action, you are going to generate many more appointments than if you were to go out and say, hey, let me actually just give you an idea of what your property's worth, right? In this market, kind of everybody mostly knows kind of what their house is worth, but not everybody knows what the, what a cash offer is going to be on their home. So by having what we call a cash offer call to action, where we say, hey, if you're interested you know, in seeing what an offer on your home would be, give me a call, that's a game changer. You know, our team, we booked... 141 seller appointments last week. Now, of course, if you're listening to this, you know, you're not going to book 141 seller appointments out of the gate, but it's definitely possible to book one or two or three or four seller appointments a week based on the various strategies that we teach in the agent investor community. And it's something that is extremely worthwhile for sure. Okay. So talk about some other reasons why it's so important to build a seller side business. Okay. So we talked kind of just in general about all of the reasons, the retail reasons why it makes sense to go after sellers and not buyers, but we haven't even taken into consideration the actual investing side of the business. So when we talk about investing in general, there's three things that agent investors need to get good at, right? Number one, finding deals. Number two, finding money. And number three, getting good at the construction side of the business. Now, most of you have probably heard about our agent investor partnership program. If you work with us, if you find a deal, we'll put up the money and we'll do the construction and then split the profits 50-50. We actually signed three agent partnership deals last week where the agent found the deal, we're gonna put up the money and then we're gonna do the construction And then we're going to split the profits with the agents 50-50. Now, if you haven't heard that much about it or want to know much more about it, we're actually going to be hosting an event in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, uh, pretty much one month from today, the second Tuesday in September, which you can register for now at www.agentinvestorevent.com. And if you kind of look at what's up on the screen right now, I have that, you know, link out there, www.agentinvestorevent.com. If you are interested in partnering with us on deals where you find, you know, an off market lead, we go on the appointment with you, we help you close it, we put up the money, we do all the construction, and then we split the profits with you 50-50, make sure that you're registered for that event. Not only at the event are we going to show you how the partnership deal works, but we're also going to teach you how to find off-market deals, even if you've never found an off-market deal before, even if you have no marketing budget. Um, We're going to show you how you as an agent can generate off-market deals without putting in a ton of time, effort, and energy. And a recent example of that, by the way, which is kind of a crazy one, is we had an agent that actually works for our company. Um, I did a post about him, Henry Nugent, who went to, <laughs> it's crazy, he went to a continuing education class. He was just networking with other agents. Another agent he bumped into he said, hey, I've got an off market transaction looking for a cash buyer. It's a home in Quincy. And Henry referred us that deal. He just bumped into another agent that had an off market transaction. We bought that house maybe a month ago at this point. And all Henry did was have his ears open. And he didn't put up any money. We're doing the construction and we're going to split the profits with him 50-50. So that's an example where Henry will probably make somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty dollars to $40,000 just by showing up at a CE event and having his ears open. So at the event, we're going to teach you a bunch of ways like that. That are not going to take up a ton of time, effort and energy on your behalf, but could produce one or two or three or four off-market opportunities a year where you're not doing any of the work. We talked about the fact that giving a cash offer is going to get you in the door more. We talked about why focusing on sellers is so important. What I didn't mention is the fact that if you're going to give a cash offer, call to action, If you're going to say or send a letter or knock on a door or make a call or send a text or do a post and say, Hey, I'm looking for homes to buy, you need to actually have a buyer because of the fact that we'll partner with people on deals. We'll go on the appointments with them. We'll help them analyze the deal and we'll go out um, and we'll buy it and then split the profits. But if you want to do the deals yourself, all that you need to know there is if you're prospecting, you're out there. And you're generating these opportunities that you just need to have a legitimate cash buyer who will do these transactions. Okay. Now I want to talk about the how, because we talked a lot about like why we need to build a seller based business. I talked about the fact that it's going to actually make you do more retail transactions. I don't think there's anybody who's listening on this call right now that would think if they get one, two, three, four or more seller appointments per week that their retail business is gonna suffer, right? So there's no doubt that if you're out there prospecting for sellers on a day-to-day basis, that you are gonna run into more transactions. And actually, it's interesting because um, at maybe like two or three events ago, I had a panel of people that I've worked with, whether they're at my company or whether they're just in the inner circle through other mechanisms, Mike Weatherby, who is an agent of mine, and we pulled up our, our company stats, and we looked to see who had the highest volume through the first two or three months of the year. And it was Mike. And I asked him, he was on the stage, and I said, Mike, you, you've already sold, it was like $10 million of real estate in the first two months. It was something ridiculous, right, in the first two months. And I said, Mike, I said, would you even consider yourself an agent? And he said, no. Like, I consider myself an investor who's out looking for deals. And I said, well, it's crazy though, because you've already done whatever it is, $20 million of volume in the first two months of the year, just from looking for deals. So that's not to take into consideration that he has people he passes off buyer leads to, he's got a team and all that good stuff. But I want to talk about the how, because we've talked about why. And I think anybody who's listening right now is in agreement like, hey, if I could get one or two or three or four more seller appointments per week, I'd be like jumping up and down. And maybe some of you who are on the call want to do even more than that. The methods and the mechanisms are always kind of going to be the same. So when we talk about generating seller appointments using a cash offer call to action, I'm always going to think about it from the same way. I'm always going to look at it and say, I want to do two things. Number one, I want to make sure that my sphere of influence knows I'm looking for seller appointments, I'm looking for deals. And number two, I want to pick another lead generation strategy outside of my sphere of influence. And again, I would give the same advice to somebody who said, I don't want to invest at all. I don't want to do cash offer transactions at all. I would always say the easiest way to get business is always going to be your SOI. There's no doubt about it because the people that are in your SOI already know, like, and trust you. So the first thing I would focus on in order to get, generate cash offer deals is your soi and i mentioned this last week on the live stream that at my last event i asked people in the room It was a room full of 50 people i said how many agents here how many of your clients know that you invest in real estate i kid you not one and a half people raised their hand like one person you know raised their hand straight up in the air the other person half raised it they were like kind of so for most of you who are on this call if you haven't done a really good job letting your clients know that you not only invest, but that you're looking for houses that need work. You're looking for houses. You offer this easy sale process where you'll come in, you buy the house as is, no inspection, no open house, et cetera. If you are not adding people to your to your Facebook, your social media account every single day, if you're not posting two or three times a week about that, you're missing the boat. If you're not sending two or three emails so, I'm sorry, 2 or 3 emails a month about that, you're missing the boat. If you're not, you know, hosting investor events or bringing people to our events, you're missing the boat. So you want to kind of change like the way that you are approaching your clients. Yes, your clients of course, you know, their friends, their family, whatever, but most of them don't know that you invest. So that would be the first thing I would tackle if it hasn't been tackled already. A lot of people make the mistake of Trying to go to some other prospecting method first before tackling their SOI. And if you think about it, statistically, that's kind of like going backwards. Because if you do a mailer or you cold call or you text message or you door knock or you buy leads online, you do Google pay per click ads or whatever, like you're always going to have a lower probability of closing those leads than the leads that come from your SOI. So I would focus a lot of time, effort, and energy on building out campaigns to let your client base know that you're not only an investor, that you can also help them invest, and that you're looking for great opportunities, or Not even a great opportunity. Hey, I'm looking for houses that need some work. Because one thing I always say to people, and, and it's kind of a hard thing to grasp, but I mentioned that we went on 141 appointments last week. Out of those 141 appointments that we went on last week, almost each and every one of them said, hey, you're my cash buyer person, but I also have a friend who is an agent if I'm going to list the property. Well, why are they saying that? Why are 141 people calling two people instead of 141 people calling one agent who can also produce them you know, a cash offer? And so what happens in a lot of cases in agents that are on this call, you may have lost a deal to me. Like I may have went out on an appointment with somebody in your SOI that called me first because they always call the cash offer person first because they want to see what I can offer. If they like what I can offer in their mind, they're saving on the commission. They don't want to call their friend. They call their friend after. They call their friend after they determine, hey, a cash offer isn't going to work for me. You know, I want you to come, you know, potentially list my house. So I would max out everything that you can do with your SOI first, and then think about another lead generation strategy You know, next. The other reason I wanted to just talk about really quickly about building a seller-based business related to the partnership deals that we offer is just how much more it's going to bump up your income per year. So think about this. Typically about one out of every 10 people that we meet with takes our cash offer. So that means that for every 10 listings that you take, you're going to generate one cash offer. So if you think about it like this, on every listing that you take, right? Let's say that you on average make $10,000 per listing. Let's say that you take 10 listings. Okay, that's $100,000. One partner deal with us, the average profit is $60,000. You're going to make 30. So by basically trading, you know, one of those listing listings for a cash offer deal with us you're going to make instead of making 100,000 you're going to make 130,000 right you're going to make an extra $30,000 your income is going to go up 30% on each one of those transactions so i listed a bunch of reasons to to do this but that's another one as well and we actually split a deal with um a team team wb they found a deal their their friend's mom passed away they wanted to sell it directly and long story short, it ended up being, this is, you know, our biggest success story, but ended up being a $200,000 profit. So they got cut a $100,000 check at the closing, which is more than most agents make in a year. All right. So getting back to kind of like how you do it. So if you're committed to doing this and you've kind of like maxed out your SOI, which I would think about doing, you should be able to pull, you know, one, you know, appointment, every week or one appointment kind of like every other week you know from from your soi then you need to start thinking about like okay well how do i generate more than that how do i get face to face seller appointments that aren't just you know from my soi and i did a a long session last week on the different mechanisms and i'm going to cover them kind of really quick just so people kind of getting an understanding of what you might want to do so when we talk about generating seller appointments I always start first with, do people want to spend time or do they want to spend money? So if you want to spend money and you want to mail or do Google pay-per-click or Facebook ads or whatever, on average, it's going to cost you between $500 and $1,000 per appointment. And if you think about it kind of like logically, it's it's a profit center, right? Even if it costs you $1,000 per appointment and it takes you 10 appointments to get one investor deal, you're going to spend $10,000 to make $30,000 if you're splitting you know, the profit with us 50-50. So you have an incredible opportunity if you are willing to spend money. And if you're going to spend money, you know, you need to spend at least two or three or $4,000 a month, in my opinion. Or else it's just going to be a little bit too slow for it to be worthwhile. So if you're going to spend money... You're either going to spend money on mailers or you're going to spend money on pay-per-click or you're going to spend money on Facebook. And there's pros and cons to kind of all of those approaches. But most of the time when I tell people what the cost is, most of the time they say, okay, well, that's great. Maybe I'll you know, spend some money down the line. But for now, I want to focus on you know, spending you know, my time. So if you're going to spend your time and you've maxed out your SOI, then there's really only a few mechanisms that work. The first is what we call agent relationships, where you're talking to every agent under the sun that you know, that you co-broke with, that, you know, sells homes in the areas where you want to get investor deals. And you just ask them, hey, you know, do you have any, you know, investor opportunities that come up? And you would want to work out a deal with them to make sure it would be worthwhile for them to send you the referral. There's a lot of different ways to do that. But basically creating like an agent relationship referral mechanism is one way to get these deals. If you do utilize that strategy, which is a great strategy, the only negative to that one is that you're not going to get any listings from it. So you're not dealing directly with the sellers. You're dealing directly with other agents. Okay. A direct to seller um, campaign would either be door knocking, calling, or texting. So if you're willing to door knock, you know, five days a week or four days a week, or you're willing to call four or five days a week, or you're willing to text four or five days a week, those are kind of like the, the free strategies that you can implement in your business. Now, they're all fairly simple. You know, talking about the cash offer, call to action, whether you send a text message, whether you call or whether you knock on the door, it's all going to be pretty simple. Um, hey, you know, my name is, you know, Tom Caffarella. I'm an agent in the area. I work with it. I work with uh, home buyers that are looking to buy homes in this area. Was you ever considering offer you know now or any point in the next year or two, and you know create a database of all of those calls and all of those uh, uh, potentials. And you're going to get a lot of people who tell you no. You're going to get a lot of people that are going to tell you not now. Which if you have a good CRM, you can use tagging mechanisms. If you're in the inner circle, we give you follow up, boss, and we have all sorts of like um, ways that we tag leads within the follow up boss CRM in order to make sure that you know you're following up on your leads the correct way. Um, and then you're going to get some people that are gonna you know they're going to be ready right now. And and so when I used to out of those three methods, really texting wasn't a thing when I first started, but I I like door knocking, and what I used to do is. I used to take a bunch of sheets with me, uh, property information sheets. So this is the um, the sheet that I used to use when I was door knocking, and this is just like this. Today's session is not necessarily meant to be like a how to do everything type of thing, but I wanted to kind of just share with you guys, um, you know, some of the stuff that I used to use. And so I used to use this sheet, and I would walk around and I would door knock on properties and you know i would i would write in the condition of the home obviously the address up top i put the condition of the home then i put any like detractors homeowner demographics like i would look to see hey like is this somebody is this like a newlywed couple that just bought a house like are they you know ever considering selling or not you know were they home are they interested in selling at any point in the next 1 to 3 years did i leave like a yellow note and was a picture taken so I take a picture of the house to see, you know, whether it looked like a house that maybe was something that you know an investor would buy, and then I would at the end of the day I would upload all of these into my CRM just to make sure, you know, that that I had everything that I needed, right, in in my CRM. But yeah, so if you're going to generate these appointments every single week, you've got to pick a strategy. Are you going to spend money? You know, are you going to spend the five five hundred to thousand dollars a week with money? Or are you going to call or text message, or are you going to door knock? And it just needs to be done repeatedly. And like I said, kind of in the beginning, you know, th- I'm such a big proponent of doing this for so many different reasons. First, I'm worried about buyer agency in general with the settlement coming up. Um, I'm worried about working with buyers in general, even if there wasn't the MLS ping settlement, because it takes so much time, effort, and energy to work with buyers. I'm worried about working with buyers because it's, it's not scalable. Um, it's harder to predict predict the income. But more than anything else, I'm worried about working with buyers because it's not leading you towards investing. And if you guys kind of think back to like how most people um it's through a strategy that we call like the 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 buy three hold one strategy, this is the most common strategy that I took, and most other investors, when they start off with not a not a bunch of money, end up taking because at the end of the day, You know, we're talking a little bit more about flipping and sometimes people say, well, I don't want to flip. I want to buy and hold. And I always tell people, well, a lot of times you have to flip in order to buy and hold. And let me tell you why, because most people start out with not a bunch of money and you don't have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to keep throwing down on multifamilies, right? Most of us don't. So how do we obtain that money? How do we generate big chunks of income that we can then use To put our money to work to buy assets that are going to throw off passive income well the answer is instead of listing those one out of every 10 houses that we can flip we we buy them you guys partner with us and if on average you're making thirty thousand dollars in each one of those all you need to do is two or three of those to then have the ability to actually go out and hold a house so like i talked about you're talking about you know buying three or partnering with us on three and then holding one, meaning that like it takes two or three flips to have enough money to hold one. And if you can do two or three flips a year and you hold one per year, you've got one asset per year. And if you've, if you're buying a three family every year, and on average it's cash flowing $500 per unit, that's $1,500 a month. That is $18,000 a year right? How many of those do we need to make six figures, right? We need about five of those, which means that like in a five or six or a seven year period, if you just follow these simple strategies to get one or two or three or four flip deals per year, and you partner with us on these deals, you're going to be able to accumulate one multifamily per year. And in four or five or six or seven years, you're going to have a six figure per year passive income stream. Kind of crazy when you think about it, and I'll be completely honest with you, most people just don't take the action in order to do it, right? So that's where it comes down to like making a commitment to actually following the strategy, coming to all of our events, listening to all of our podcasts, and then actually implementing, you know, and if you can join the inner circle, because then you can get direct one-to-one help with anything that you need help with, right? So if you're stuck on which marketing strategy you should pick, if you're stuck on, hey, what should I post to my SOI? If you're stuck on, you know, what city should I market in? Or, you know, how should I approach this? Or hey, I want somebody to come out on an appointment with me. Or, hey, I'm not sure if this is a deal. Can you evaluate, you know, that for me? That's the entire reason that the inner circle was created. Like you guys can kind of listen to me and I'm sure you pick up, you know, some good information just being kind of like a fly on the wall for these type of things. But to make real progress, to make the commitment necessary in order to get financially free, getting individual one-on-one help is going to be a game changer for you. And I already gave the link earlier today, but if you're wanting to learn more about what the Inner Circle looks like and you haven't jumped on a call with me yet, make sure you do so. You can do that at www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. and we'll talk about where you're at today with your investing business where you want to go in five to ten years and then we'll put together a plan on the call on how to bridge the gap and then we'll talk about whether or not it makes sense for you to join the inner circle you know for people who know me you know i'm not necessarily the best salesperson i'm definitely not a pushy salesperson uh so the objective of you jumping on one of those calls is just to make sure that you're getting what you need and if it literally does make sense for you to join I will push you to join if it makes sense. But if it doesn't make sense, then you know we'll end the call. So that's www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. And so does anybody have any questions at this point? I'm going to open it up again to the, the chat section. For anybody that has any questions about why you need to build a seller-based business, how to do it, how to work with us, et cetera. If you haven't already registered for the event coming up on how to partner with us, I'd highly recommend you do so at www.agentinvestorevent.com. I'd love to see more and more of you at the event. Um, we're going to be teaching at the event not only you know, how the partnership works, we're going to be talking to agents that have actually already partnered with us, what the outcomes have been, but then we're going to teach you how to find those deals. So I, I talked really briefly about deal finding today. I'm going to spend a lot more time in depth about how to find deals at the actual event. So if you haven't registered yet, go to www.agentinvestorevent.com. Like I said, guys, get off the sidelines. If you're on the sidelines now, make a commitment to building a seller-based business to investing. Sales will make you a living, right? You can make $100,000 a year selling houses, but investing will make you wealthy, all right? It's not about earning $100,000 a year. It's about earning $100,000 a year passively. That's where the life-changing stuff kind of you know starts to come in so thank you all for tuning in and if there's any way i can help you in between now and the event please reach out talk to you all soon thanks again for listening to the agent investor podcast and especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on itunes every time you share the show and leave a review you are potentially changing someone's life To get free weekly education strategies and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.